welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, Seasons of Love, you heard me have a conversation with Esther Santer, a content creator based in New York City. She shared her unique love story about how she met her husband, from ghosting him to a huge breakup, and then to marriage. She talks about how her experience has helped her view relationships, what it has taught her, and her favorite part about being married. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, Seasons of Singleness, I share my approach to being single, my thoughts on love, how I've coped with it in the past, how I let my need for control escalate in a bad way, what this season has taught me, ways I deal with the loneliness, and my experiences overall. Wow, where do I even begin with singleness? <laughs> if I'm reflecting back on my single years, I'm actually reflecting back on all my years. You know, I never really had a serious boyfriend in high school, college, and post-college. And maybe a lot of people took note of that on my Instagram, at least, because I get a lot of questions asking about singleness and how to deal with it and how to fight through the times when you feel lonely. And I thought, you know what? Singleness is a season or seasons that we go through in life at one point or another, whether it's recovering from a breakup or or, you know, just maybe not finding a person that you think really is compatible. I think it's pretty to be in love, magical even. It's a beautiful thing to go on adventures, travel together, go to a nice restaurant and watch a movie. But it's also just as wonderful as staying home on a Friday night, pampering yourself to a face mask or some wine, you know, as you watch a movie that you want to watch. Or going on a travel trip with your best friends. We make love everything about, quote, the one, your soulmate. But maybe the one is just you. Being true to yourself, loving who you are, having fun, and being happy. Maybe instead of looking for our other halves, we should be piecing ourselves together. We live in a society where we feel like we need to be in love or you're not actually living. People make it seem like it's our only duty on this planet. There's pressure in finding your person at a certain age. And if you're not married by at least mid thirties, then God forbid you must be doing something wrong. There must be something wrong with you because you're single. People tend to associate single as lonely or single as pity. But singleness can also be a choice. Singleness is also making note that you know what you deserve and you're not settling for anyone just because you're lonely. Maybe singleness is also reflective on someone maybe trying to find love and it just it's hurt them every single time. And so they learn through that experience of getting hurt over and over that they want to stay single until they find someone who is worth tearing down that wall for. 
What society doesn't teach us is that you need to be in love with yourself before you can love anyone else. And I learned that the hard way. I learned that over years and years because the way I actually coped with singleness in my past was not healthy. I actually wasn't in love with myself and I think that's what probably extended these seasons of singleness for me because I was constantly battling something and as I'm looking back I was a very insecure person but I did a great job at hiding it especially in high school I really kept to myself for the most part I had a journal with me I would write in it every day coming back from high school just never really fit in in high school and you know I used starting my blog my junior year to really cope with that that was my outlet at times when I was feeling very lonely I was feeling like I wanted to be able to create something that I was passionate about you know I loved fashion and that's kind of how I started my blog and This part of the podcast isn't really about how I started my blog. It's more of all the things that have led to how I coped with being single. My way of coping with singleness in college was through my eating disorder. I had these flings with guys, but it never turned into something. I feel like a lot of the time... It was probably based upon attraction or lust or these sort of physical traits that we both saw in each other, but I don't think there was actual love in there. I think it was more of a temporary fling, and so that's why these things never really lasted with me, and I think as I kept on going through these experiences with these guys, it really dug at me. It created a hole and kept, you know going deeper and deeper inside me because here I thought that this was what relationships were. Temporary. Things that only lasted a little bit of time before the next one or and I didn't I didn't like this at all because I just wanted to be loved. I wanted to keep it going and really get to know that person and I feel like in college and I'm not speaking for everyone but there's a lot of immature people at that age and a lot of people haven't really matured yet fully and there are some ways that I was immature in in a couple of things but for the most part I feel like I was a very mature person I really started moving towards my eating disorder because I needed some sort of control in my life so that's where I turned my attention to I thought that if I couldn't control how guys felt about me. At least I could control what I ate. I couldn't really control my grades. I couldn't control how people talked about me, how people viewed me. But whatever I put in my mouth to eat, it was in my control. I could control my weight. If I wanted it to go down, I could make it go down because I was that strong. I was that powerful to have that choice. That control made me feel powerful. 
And I distracted myself away from guys and really focused on that. I used to go to the gym constantly and eat as little as possible. Those were pretty much the darkest times of my life. It's crazy because I'm trying to think about how I am now with dealing with singleness and how I was in college. And in college, it felt so much easier. But it was only easier because I was distracting myself. I had my eating that I could turn to. I had control over that. And for the longest time, I felt like I was putting on a facade. I even questioned my own authenticity as I was building my blogging platform. It hurt me a lot because how could I be so kind-hearted to other people and not to myself? How could I care so much for others and then harm my own body like that? It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel true. And that's why it was also hurting me in that way. I wrote in my journal in college how dishonest I was being to myself and the people around me. I was deceiving a lot of people and getting away with it because I was so deceptive and I was so used to doing that. And how slowly, little by little, that was hurting me too. So I spent probably all of my college years in that mindset, really damaging my body in more ways than one and trying to distract myself instead of actually dealing with what the pain of making things work with guys was putting me through. I didn't really love myself because if I really did, I wouldn't be hurting myself physically. I always convinced myself that I would rather have physical pain than emotional pain because emotional pain for me was too deep, too great. And that it affected me so much to the point where I needed to find a way to turn it off or something. I feel like I'm very sensitive when it comes to that. And so I prefer to have the headaches, the stomach aches, and the point of being dizzy take over more than how my heart was dealing with being lonely. Loneliness is inevitable. We feel it when we're single, and we feel it when we're in relationships. I have a neighbor down my hall in my apartment complex who is constantly fighting with his girlfriend. Constantly. I don't think I've gone a week without hearing them screaming at each other. And there have been times where I've heard things being thrown against the walls and I can literally make out the words that they're saying to each other and it's like rude and such ugly words that it almost like makes my heart drop. The walls are very thin in my apartment complex and so we can hear a lot of conversations. And as I listen to their bickering and screaming, I thought to myself, why would you give the best parts of yourself to someone who doesn't see the value and what they're receiving. Why settle for someone who doesn't look at you and know without hesitation that they want to stay? Why do we stay in toxic relationships when we know they're not healthy for us? I think people get comfortable, too comfortable in where they are at. 
and people stay in bad relationships because they don't think they'll find anyone else. They feel like they've built all these memories with someone. And if they just try to just separate from that person that they spent all this time with and try to find someone else, it's it's like starting over. And starting over can be hard. And we're lazy and we don't want to actually go through the beginning stages with everyone over and over and who knows if they're even worth it. So instead of going through that, instead of trying to see what else is there, we go back to the people that hurt us or we go back to what we are comfortable with. So of course, it's not a matter of why. It's a matter of why not. I've had a new perspective on love since college. A relationship won't always make you happy. If that's all you're seeking, and as wonderful as romance is, it isn't the only love that exists. I've seen friendships that are deeper and more pure than couples who swear it's forever. We think in our heads that, oh, no one loves me when we're single, but we're discarding the fact that we have parents, teachers, friends, families, your pets, And then we shrug that off, saying, oh no, that doesn't count. But of course it does. Love doesn't diminish just because someone isn't sleeping with you. I think changing the way I've seen what, quote, love is, has helped me remember during my seasons of singleness that I'm not alone. I do have people who love me. And I don't have to always seek another person to make me feel like I'm worth something. I've had couples, older couples, approach me back home in Fayetteville in almost like a pity-like manner, saying, oh, they felt sorry for me that I didn't have anyone. I've heard whispers about me from people saying like, maybe there's a reason why she's single. Maybe... Maybe guys don't like her because she acts a certain way. Or who knows? I don't even know. And at that time, it never occurred to me that I needed someone else. At that time, I was just so happy with where I was at, what I was doing, that I didn't really feel like I needed someone to make me feel happier. Does that make sense? I spent most of my life working on myself. But of course, you can't rush that process. Even if you're craving something in the moment, it's temporary, and that goes away. But how you feel about yourself, that doesn't. Like I said in college, I didn't know what that was. And I feel like because I didn't love myself and I didn't want to help myself over other people, that really hurt me. That really affected me deeper because... I was so badly looking for someone to accept me when I didn't even accept me. And you can't do that. You can't actually think that you can truly be happy in a relationship and be happy finding someone until you can accept who you are. You don't need someone to make you whole. I learned that it is so important to remember that you are already whole. 
You don't need someone to complete you because truth is you are already complete. I've observed a lot of relationships and friendships from a distance in college and even in the public eye. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of relationships that are just for show on social media. I've seen relationships that are so toxic that it hurts to even be around those people. I've seen relationships of people that are truly happy and they don't feel like they need anyone else to validate them. I believe that there are people that are meant for other people and just like Esther said in the last podcast episode that she doesn't believe in soulmates. I kind of feel the same way. I don't feel like there's just one person for someone. I feel like people do have different seasons in their life or different times where they're one way and maybe someone can help them in in that stage of life. And maybe as they grow older and head down a different path, that stage can change. And that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Change is not a bad thing. That's another part of why people stay comfortable in their relationship is because they're afraid of something different, something new, something they're not used to. There's this song that really resonated with me. When it first came out, I didn't really like it as much. I think the title really caught my attention. It's called Getting Good by Lauren Elena. When it comes to music, I really like listening to the lyrics because the lyrics are more powerful to me and that's how I resonate with a song. And at first, just hearing the tune, I was like, okay, not bad. But then as the lyrics went on, And there's a part that goes, once I learn to grow right where I'm planted, maybe that's when life starts getting good. I love that because it reminds me to be happy where I am, to bloom where I am planted. And if that means in this season of singleness that I am in is that I need to stay put and I need to keep focusing on building myself and loving myself and staying true to who I am and my standards and my values and what I'm worth, maybe that's where I need to be right now. I can't jump different chapters, different seasons because I want something else. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. There's so many lessons to be taken away from your season of singleness. And one of them is really accepting who you are. And another lesson is maybe your season is giving you an opportunity to evaluate what you really want. Maybe it helps you question whether something that you're thinking, is it lust? Is it a craving that you have? Is it something that you want to fill a void? Is it something that you want to show others that you're worthy, to show others that you have something to brag in some ways, that you finally found someone? Is it to make someone else feel jealous? Is it to do something other than what you believe is truly being authentic to yourself? 
I think those are questions that really come out to play when you're in the season of singleness because you're questioning a lot of things when you're alone. I don't know about you, but I am my worst critic. And my mind will tear me apart. (laughs) It will say the nastiest things about me. Even though no one else says them, I say them. And it doesn't really matter what other people have to say about me because if I'm not happy with where I'm at, then it doesn't even matter. I think I'm learning a lot of that through my seasons of singleness. Loneliness really is hard. And the ways I deal with loneliness now isn't so much about beating myself up over it. It's more of remembering all the people in my life that I have right now, the friendships that I have, my family. I call my mom. I talk to my brother. And it almost reminds me how much I am loved and how much I'm not alone in these times. And I'll talk to them about my problem and what I'm dealing with my thoughts and another thing that really helps is not staying down with my thoughts it's easy to do that when you're lonely because you're literally all by yourself and so you just kind of get lost in your own head but when I start to move when I start to open my laptop and find a movie or find a new show on Netflix listen to a podcast or open a book and or even go for a run like when I start moving literally the thoughts of being lonely start to dissipate I start to feel a little bit better because when you're feeling lonely it really is all in your head it really is a feeling and feelings are temporary that doesn't mean it's forever some some people might feel it stronger than others and at more times But you can do something about it. You don't have to stay down where you are. I've always been a very independent person. And I always felt like I didn't need anyone. But it's not that you need anyone. It's just, it's nice to have other people too. And maybe this time isn't about trying to find relationships. But maybe it's time to mend friendships that maybe I've broken. Or seek new friendships I've really strayed away from having friendships with girls just because of my past history with friendships, how they've not always ended well. And so I've always been very guarded when it comes to making new friends with girls just because I don't want to put myself through that again. I don't want to be hurt again. And it hurts losing a friend. It really does. So once you go through that several times, you become very guarded. But I think this time, this season is really helping me to push out of that, that corner that I keep backing myself up in and explore new friendships and give people the chance to be there for me. You don't always have to have a girl or a guy, you know, you don't find your worth in a person. You find your worth within yourself. And then you find a person who's worthy of you. Remember that. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. 
Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series, Seasons of Comparison, where I have a conversation with Natalie about the comparison game. We talk about the effects, negatives, and positives of comparison on social media, how it had affected her starting her YouTube, and how it had affected me starting my blog, and ways we cope and deal with comparison. Thanks for tuning in!